Well, good morning, Bridge City Church. Here we are in Murraysville, Pennsylvania. How y'all doing today? Y'all doing good today? So glad you're here. I believe that you are going to take a significant step in your growth to be more like Jesus. How many of y'all believe that? Come on, I believe I believe that's why we're here, and, and you're in a great, great place. And I just want to take this opportunity also, and y'all got to help me. Hey, let's welcome our online church family. Can we just welcome everybody? Thank you so much for joining us today. We recognize we've been praying for you. We've been preparing for you, and we are so excited. You came and you joined us on an awesome day that we are taking a great step forward to help you get more peace in your life. How many of y'all could use a little more peace in your life? How many of y'all could use a little more power of God in your life? Yeah, come on. How about more of the presence of Jesus in your life? I'm in the right place. Come on. How about protection of God? Yeah, provision. Well, that's what we're going to help you do. We're going to help you get that. Now, Now, how many of you have ever asked and you maybe said to yourself, I'd like to give more? I wish I had more to give. I've said that before. I wish I had more to give. I wish I did. And, and I, yeah, but the tension, I wish I had more peace too. And we're going we're gonna to unlock and help you understand how those two things merge together today. And I believe it's, it's going to be good. Here we are in a series entitled True Riches. True riches. And we're going to help you see what really true riches are and how you can grow in this. And uh, last week, and if you missed last week, you've got to go back and you've got to listen to it. There was a great, we were, we were helping everybody make a budget with their money. And, and there's, a, there's a QR code up here. If you do not know what to do with that, if you are older like me, just hand your phone to somebody younger and say, please help me. Okay, you just help, say, please help me. And they will get you a form like this. And, and, and you can, we, we want to help you, listen, not just be good givers, but, but get, let God manage all of we have. Because God has it all. Amen? Amen? And so, see, we've been looking at true riches and, and what this means. And so we're going to go right into Luke chapter 16, verse 11. Luke chapter 16, verse 11. Red letters, Words of Jesus, and uh, you're going to help me out today. How many of y'all would like to, to help a preacher out? Come on. Okay, come a little nervous, but you're good. Come on. And hey, you're, we're going to read these red letters together here, Luke 16, 11. Here we go. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Here's where we get that term true riches. Now, I'm not going to give you the Greek term. I'm just going to give you a a, a definition here that I think helps qualify what true riches really are. True riches, it's to have Jesus's presence, his power, his peace, his provision, and protection resulting in the fullness of joy. Now, I'm not going to tell you that's the perfect definition, but I'm going to tell you it's my definition, so I think it's a pretty good one. <laughs> Come on. I, I, yeah, so, see, I'm just going to tell you that, that's a definition. But I think it really defines what true riches really are. That's really what we're all looking for, right? We're all looking to be, to be rich and to, and, and to have a full life, right? That's what we're looking for. That's what we crave here. And I'm looking for things that money can't buy. Amen. Happiness, joy, the peace of God. That's the things money can't buy, but that's what I'm looking for, and that's what I want to experience here. So here's the big idea. Here's the big idea. You've got to write this down. It's going to help you here. Big idea today. True riches can be obtained by every disciple. When we grow 
when we grow in these three areas, we, when we grow in these three areas, we, get, we grow in the grace, we grow in giving, and we grow in generosity. See, true riches can be obtained by every disciple of Jesus because Jesus was writing these red letters that we just read together. He was writing them to his followers. How many followers of Jesus do we have today? Or any followers of Jesus? This is to you. Come on, that's right. And so they can be obtained, but we, we, we're, we're going to take our next step in growth. That's what we're going to do here. And so that's what we want to continue to do. So we're going to go to to. Corinthians, and we're going to read a text in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 2 Corinthians 8 here, and, and we're going to read some verses here. The Apostle Paul is writing a letter, he's writing a letter to the church in Corinth. That's where he's writing to. There was a church there, and so we're learning from the, from the writings of the Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth here. And he says, okay, here we go in verse 1. We want you to know, brothers, about the, about the what? Of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. Now, this is a very interesting text that we see in the Bible here. The Apostle Paul, he was known, he traveled around, and he traveled to a place called Macedonia. There were a couple significant places, Philippi, Greece, uh, Berea. Those were a couple places, and that was in the north. And then in the south, there was this place called Corinth. Now, since they were from the south, we know that they liked grits, apple pie, barbecue, and sweet tea. Come on. Come on. We know that's what they did. So there was this group down south. Those are all the things that they liked. And so it was interesting thing here is, is that the, these people were rivals. So he's like writing to us in Pittsburgh about the Macedonians in Cleveland. Is the word of God becoming clear to you today? Come on. Is it, is it taking on a whole new form here? So they were rivals. And so they were, they were, there was a difference here between them here. And, and they were in rivals here. And so and, and we're going to see in a few minutes, it's almost like he's, he's bragging about the Macedonians are giving and you're not. This is the Apostle Paul who wrote most of the New Testament for us. He's, he's bragging here. He's antagonizing. You know, listen, I am so glad that, that we are one church in four locations. Or should I say we are one church in four highly competitive locations? Come on, that's what, yeah. Now listen, this would be like saying, hey, this, this place is doing this and this is not. But look what was happening in Macedonia. It's very interesting thing here. They were tested with affliction because when they started the church, they literally, people were being martyred and they were being persecuted. Not as in, oh, we don't like you. No, they were really being martyred and persecuted for their faith. So when it says test of affliction, it really means serious affliction. So they were tested in affliction. They had extreme poverty, but they had abundant joy. They had abundant joy. How do you, how do you have affliction, poverty, and abundant joy that results in overflowing with generosity? Could it be that giving's not just a matter of the money we have, but the hearts we have? 
See, the reason we're talking about this today is because, because this has everything to do with our spiritual development. We at Bridge City Church want you to grow spiritually. How many of you want to grow spiritually? Yeah, and this has to do with it. It's overflowing with generosity. That's what they did, even though they had all these things going on in their lives. You know, I've been in Liberia, West Africa. As a matter of fact, my brother Gary, our pastor at a Brighton Heights campus, is actually there right now. He's there. And, 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 and been there several times. And here's a country that has 90% unemployment. I mean, they eat, if you get more than one meal of rice and greens a day, it's a lot. Very rare do you ever get a protein. Very rare. I'm, I'm just, a, just a fact of life. I've been there. I've seen it. But you know what I so enjoy every time I'm there? When it comes, to, when it comes offering time, you'd think that these people, that, that they're, they're, they're afflicted, they've, they've had civil, civil war in their country, uh, many have lost members to the, to the, to the, to the war, literally, uh, the church is constantly under persecution, they have poverty. When it comes time for an offering, you should see what they do. They stand up and they begin to cheer. It's like, where am I? It's like nobody told them they don't have anything. It's like they, they just literally get filled with joy, and they give, and they give joyfully. And then the, the, they, the band kicks up, and they all march forward, and they give their money joyfully. And I've watched this happen, and I'm like, how do they do that? No, I'm serious. Like, how do they do that? Because I'd like to do that. No, I'm serious. Am I right? Am I in the right, am I in the right place? Come on, it's like they don't have anything, but they love to give. Everything they have is, is God. And they, they take great joy in that. You, you, know what I, you know what I think sometimes? You know what generosity and true riches are really all about? When you can't see God's hand, you trust his heart. You trust that his heart is good. You trust that God's intentions for me are good. He's a good God, even though I don't always feel it right now. And right here in Murraysville, Pennsylvania, I want to say that sometimes like when we talk about riches and we talk about money, I think what it does is it breaks the self-sufficiency in our lives. Because we can, it's so easy to feel like I earned this, I did this, I provided me and I, rather than look what my God has done. It all belongs to God. See, that's a whole different mindset here. And I want to grow in the grace of God. So let's go on to verse 3. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. In this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. They had a pattern of the way they gave. I think we can learn from the, from the Word of God. How many of y'all believe that? Amen. That's why I came here today. I want to know what the Word of God says. And so they had a, a way and a pattern that they gave here. And it's so, so good here. See, the, the process of Macedonian giving was they gave according to their means. They started with, what do I have? Then they gave above their means. Then they gave 
by their own accord. They didn't even need reminded. It was like, I'm just so excited, I'm going to give. And then they did it enthusiastically to the point where they were begging, you got to receive this offering. Now, this is, this is how passionate we are about Jesus at Bridge City Church. Amen. This is how passionate. So, so we're here, and in, in if to give, to give, if I told you, you're offering, okay, this is the only way we're going to receive it. And we are, we are on a four-lane road right outside, right out front of our facility right here, and it's a busy four-lane road. And I were to say, the only way you can give is you got to cross all four lanes in the rain and it's cold because on the other side is the only way we're going to receive your offering. How many of you would say, yeah. No, how many of you would say, this is cool. Come on. Come on. How many of you would say, I'm going. Come on. Get the kids. We're going. Nobody's going to stop me from giving my offering. Come on, wouldn't it, wouldn't, that, that's a whole different mindset, isn't it? Amen. That's a whole different mindset. And so really, and what unfortunately, every, and listen, we've all thought it in our heads, and, and you maybe have friends who are far from God, and they said this, all the, all the church ever does is beg for money. Have you ever heard that? I hear that a lot. All the church ever does is beg for money. When really in Corinth, we shouldn't be the church that is begging for money. We should be the people that are begging to give. Because of the grace of God. It's offering time? Yeah. See, that's a whole different mindset. I'm going to start with what I have, then above what I have, and then I'm going to do it on my own accord, and I'm going to do it enthusiastically because I love this stuff here. That's what we want to be known for. See, that's how we're going to give. We're going to give ourselves to one another. And many people, they love the community. They love what they get from the community of believers. They love the church and what they're doing. But man, when, when we get into giving, it, it starts to get good. No, I'm saying, but we don't have that mindset. We, we have a different mindset. And what I'm saying is when you get a mindset of true riches, I want the peace of God. And I want the power of God, and I want the presence of God, and the provision of God, and the protection, and all those things. I, I, I want to I, I have some fun. And I have people tell me all the time, Pastor, don't talk about money. You're meddling. I hear that all the time. And I said, I want to prepare you for eternity. We love, we love to give an account here at Bridge City Church. We love accounting. That's, that's why we give you a full report of everything you gave so we, you can see it. You can, you can know what is your money going for. I, I'm, I like reports. I like to know where I am. How about you? Come on. Come on. Your, your GPS. That's why you love, you're addicted to your GPS when you drive. Come on. As a matter of fact, every morning when I get up, every morning when I, when I get up, first thing I do is I brush my teeth. Somebody say Glory. Second thing I do is I step on the scale, and I, and I look down, and then if it's a morning like today, I step back off, and I say, surely it's wrong, and then I, I step back on, and I look down, and it's the same number. Amazing. I get a report every morning. Why? Because I want to know where I'm at. 
I want to know where I am. Because when I stand before God, I'm going to give an account. Not so much of what's on my scale, but on what I'm sending forth to, ahead, ahead of me to eternity. Come on. See, this is a joy. This is fun. This is, this is just awesome here. So let's, let's keep, keep reading here. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 7. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in earnestness, in love. How many of y'all think it's important to excel in all those areas? I do. Yeah, come on. See that you excel in this act of grace also. He's speaking about giving and generosity. But it's a grace. So what is grace? It's the unearned, unmerited, undeserved favor of God that empowers me to obey him. Isn't that fun? I want to grow in the grace of God. Grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. That's how I was told what grace was. As a young believer, that's how I learned grace. It's what God provided, God's riches at Christ's expense. Everything Jesus did on the cross, he gave to me, and God gave me riches, and I believe in true, true riches. Come on. And so I believe we can grow in grace. We can grow in faith. In many of us, you feel like you've, ta- you've, you've capped out your faith level in, in just in life. And I want to tell you, we can keep growing. We can grow in the word of God. Yeah? We can grow and, and be better at loving one another. If you're married, you better say amen or you just got sore ribs. Tell me about it. Come on. Come on. Come on. We can, we can grow in all these areas. That's grace. I want, I want to be more like Jesus. And so I want to grow in grace. And as I grow in grace, he becomes bigger and, 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 my, and, my, and, my, and my problems and stuff get, get smaller here. So we're going to grow in grace here. It's awesome. This is the fourth time in these verses, in this chapter, the apostle Paul says grace. The grace, the unearned, unmerited, undeserved favor of God that helps me and empowers me to be more like Jesus in every aspect of my life. And see, many people, they come to a point like this, and, 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 and they're full of life, and they're encouraged, and they say, you know what? I'm going to read my Bible more. How many have ever said that? Yeah. Have you ever said that? Yeah. Come on, I'm really going to do it this time. Come on, I'm going to love my spouse more. Right? I'm going to go to church more. Come on, am I in the right place? Have you ever said these things? Come on. Yeah, I've said these things all the time. And then every now and then we say, you know what? I'm going to give more. And there's this moment of faith that something welled up in you and you said, I'm going to give more. But you know what I've realized with all of these decisions we make? This is what I realized. Conception is easy, but delivery is difficult. Let me say that to you this way. When we conceive an idea... It's fun. But then delivery can be not so much fun. Have any of you ladies ever delivered a baby out there? See, conception is actually a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But delivery... It's a different story. Are you with me now? 
See, we got to go beyond conception and get into delivery. Come on. So this is it. This is it. How do I want you to grow in grace? This is it right here. I want you to grow in grace. And I want you, I want you to take your next step. So here's some steps that we have in giving. Here's some steps of the way we grow in grace and giving here. This is it. We go from occasional. That means I give occasionally to the church. If, if, if God gave me good service, I give him a tip. Yeah, I mean, if, he's, if God did, it's like, your, it's like your waitress or waiter. If they're good, I give them a, a good tip. If they're not so good, we send them a hint. Am I right? So we, 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 we occasionally, then we go to consistent. I'm just going to do something consistent. And then we go to tithing, 10%. That's what tithing is, 10%. It's a huge step of faith. As a matter of fact, all of our leaders at, at, at our church, all our, our, our group leaders, our connection group leaders, our team leaders, they all give generously. They, they all give over and above. Because what... Not because we're so great, it's because God's so great. We, we, we grow in our faith. And then we go to generous. I give to offerings significantly above. See, I'm just so glad that when I learned about giving, this is how I learned about, about giving. Um, it was decades ago. It was about nine years old, and I got a paper out. How many of y'all remember paper boys delivering papers? Okay, you're a little older. It's okay. Come on. At nine years old, I delivered papers. I'd pick up 25, 30 papers. I would go around the neighborhood. I would deliver them. Then I'd collect on Saturday. That was collection day. I'd bring home all the money, change, and put it on the table. And my mom would count it out. And I was making about $8 a week. And my mom said, this is how we do it. And, and you know, nine years old. And I said, okay, how do we do it? So she would count out 80 cents. That's 10% of $8. She'd say, this this is going to God. This belongs to God. This doesn't belong to you. And then she would always count out that 80 cents. And then she would say, and in this family, we round up. I was like, okay. So that's how I learned to round up. And, and, and I, would, I would take my dollar to church. I would give my dollar and, um, and give. And then, then a couple years later, I got a real job. I got a real job. I was making $2 an hour. True, I was making $2, and I worked 12 hours a week. I was the richest kid in junior high. I did. I worked, and, and, and I worked 12, hour, 12 hours a week, so I got $24. And I remember they, always put, they put the cash in a little envelope, and they put it under the Pepsi every week. And I got, and I got $24, a little envelope with cash under the stacks of Pepsi in the, in the base. And I'd pull my money out, and I'd say, oh, payday. And I would run all the way home that night because it was so much money. And then I would count it, and my mom would say, okay, how, how much you making? And my dad was a part of it. He says, okay, that, that's $2.40. Now, how many of y'all know it's one thing to round up from 80 cents, but it's a whole different from 40? <laughs> Come on, how many of y'all know the difference? Come on. Yeah, I struggled just like you. I said, God, how big are you? <laughs> you know, I'm being honest. And so I, that's how I learned to give. But you know what I'm so thankful of? I just learned to give. It was just always a part of my life. I never had a moment in my life since nine years old that I didn't just say, I'm just going to honor God. That's it. Can I tell you, I've never had a financial problem. Can't tell you that. Mm-mm. 
can I tell you that everything's been perfect in my life? Mm-mm. Nope. But I can tell you this. I got the peace and the power and the presence, the protection and provision of God on my life. That's what I do have, and it's resulted in a fullness of joy. Because I got a whole bunch of things that money can't buy. That's really what this is really about here. And so we grow in giving. Martin Luther, a, a, a fairly popular person in church history, said that there's three conversions, the heart, the heart, the mind, and the money. I just want all of your life to be converted to Christ. Pastor, just stay to the spiritual stuff. No, money's spiritual. It really is. And so we want to help you get ready for heaven. And it's a joy. So in 2 Corinthians 9, there's this point. And so, and so the Apostle Paul says, the point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And if you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. And, and listen, listen, let me make it really clear. We do not give to get. Do you know why we give? <laughs> to give. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't give to get. This isn't like God's investment plan. If you get, God's going to give you so much. No, I, I'm, heaven's going to be a blast. Heaven's going to be so much fun. It really is. Think about this. The streets are made of gold. Are you with me? Come on, you got to get this. You got to get this picture of God. And, and so he says. He, he goes on here, and each one gives as he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly, not under compulsion. For God loves a that word is where we get our word hilarious. Hilarious giver. That's what that's what the word really means. A mom was. A mom was in church, and she gave her daughter a quarter and gave her daughter a dollar, gave her one of each, and said, when it's offering time, you can give which either one you want. And so she waited till after church, and she said, which one did you give? And she said, I gave the 25 cents. And the mom says, well, why did you give the 25 cents and not the dollar? And she said, well, the preacher said that, that God loves a cheerful giver, and I'm a lot more cheerful giving 25 than I am a dollar. I can relate. Can't you? I, I can relate. Gas prices, even the cost to heat your home right now is going up and up, and you know, crazy food prices and all, everything's crazy right now. Do, do you live in the same world I do? Yeah, it's crazy. But man, I, I just love to give. It's so much fun. And the reason we talk about giving and we talk about true riches is, is it's not about the money. It's about your heart. And it's so much fun. Why, we, why wouldn't we want you to have fun? That would be like me up here worshiping Jesus and say, oh, don't do that. Don't get too crazy. <laughs> Said me, never. <laughs> Come on. That would be like, oh. Stop. Oh, you're getting too crazy. No, it's fun. It's cheerful. It's joyful. Come on. I... That, that's what this is about here. That's what I want to experience here. And every time we give, you know what we're saying? God is able. 
Every time I give, God is able. Let's say those three words together. God is able. That's what, we say. That's what we're saying. My God's able. He got so much more. People say, well, does God need my money? No, he doesn't need your money. He wants your heart. And your heart's connected to your money. I wish I had a better way to say it. It's true. Yeah. We're going to, every disciple can obtain true riches. True riches can be obtained by every follower of Jesus when we grow in grace and giving and generosity. I believe that. And I want true riches for you. That's what we want for you. So I'm going to read to you a, a text out of the Old Testament in Malachi. And um, that's a really cool text. I like it. And I'm just going to share how true riches are tied, tied in here. True riches. Peace. Are you feeling empowered today? No, I, I'm serious. Are you feeling empowered? See, this isn't about, listen, why don't we grow in Jesus rather than saying, I'm going to read the whole Bible by tomorrow morning. Have you ever tried that? <laughs> Many people say, I want to read the whole Bible this week. And it's like, the only way to do that is if you're incarcerated. Don't ask me why I know that. <laughs> That's the only way. Listen, listen, in, in, we grow in steps. And maybe God's asking us to take a step of faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. How many of you would like to please God? So, I, so I'm talking about take a step. Let's move closer to be like Jesus. Rather than trying to read the whole Bible this week, how about we read a chapter a day? Wouldn't that help? See, that's doable. That's obtainable. And then maybe we'll move up to two and we'll learn more. See, we grow in steps. Why don't we just grow in steps? Right? Is that, is that good? So here we in, in Malachi in chapter 3. And, and, and let me just read this through with you here in verse 6. For I, the Lord, do not change. O children of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers, you've turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you. How many of you know if we return to God, he'll return to us? I think that means he'll be with us. Am I right? Am I reading this right? I want the presence of God for your life. I don't just want it on Sunday mornings. I want every day, every Monday through Saturday, every single day. I want you to enjoy a life with Jesus. That's what my prayer is for your life. That's what we pray for all the time. Joy, peace. Yeah. So let's go on. Let's keep reading together here. And um, the next verse is there. Uh, verse 8. Will man rob God? Yet you're robbing me. But you say... How have we robbed you in our tithes and contributions? Remember, giving and generosity, right? Giving the tithes and then contributions above. That's, that's a generous heart. 
You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Let me just stop about the storehouse right now. We believe that our church, we're, we're, we believe we're not going to have any lack. Do you realize that this year alone, let me brag on this. So far, this calendar year, we're going to give away, we're going to give away tens of thousands of more dollars before the end of the year. We've already given away, come on, that's good, you should thank God for that. Because in, in, we've given away $130,000 to missions this year. That's what we see, that's what I want to celebrate. It's a storehouse that's been designed to release. So when there's a need come up, and, and, and when somebody calls us from a church, and I get calls from pastors that I know in a church that, that has been hit with a hurricane or a tornado or some disaster, we, we're just given to it. Because we save and we provide and we're a storehouse, not so we can have more, but so we can release more. Is that good? See, so we're only saying to you, why don't we all do this together because this is what our church does. So I'm not going to put something on you that we don't do. Is that good? So we're going to give. And we're going to give joyfully with that. And, and, and so he's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour down blessing. So what, we, what do we get? What do we get here? We get protection in the power of God. Some people say, well, God curse me. No, God will not curse you, but you can curse you. you see that? The blessings is the supernatural power of God. Supernatural presence and power of God. That's, that's what that is. Come on. Generously giving so we can release more. Do you know what I've learned? Anybody that has been a, a giver, a tither, you don't have to convince them to keep going because they've seen God's goodness. Do you know how I learned it? I didn't just learn it as a paper boy in my first job, scrubbing floors. I learned it when I was going through nursing school, and I lived on about $30, $35 a week. That's all I had. And I just learned that you, when you can't afford to give it, you might as well give it. Because only God can bless it at that point. That's how I learned it. I'm just telling you my story. I learned giving not in plenty. I've learned it with, in lack. And there's been a lot of years of lack. But God has always been faithful. God has always blessed us. God has always come through. Not the way I like, but the way that he does. I can have joy on my life and peace on my life, even in the midst of all these things. True riches. And God, and here it is, I will rebuke the devourer for you so it will not destroy the fruits of your soil, and your vine in the field sh shall not fail to bear. Then all nations will call you blessed. Provision and protection. Wouldn't it be great, like, when your friends look at you and say, you're blessed, and I want to know why. You're blessed. I want to know what's up with this blessing thing. Could it be that we handle worldly wealth in such a way that honors God that he gives us true riches. And we have joy even in the midst of not having anything. Natalie and I, there's been years we'd, we didn't have much. Raising five kids and barely getting by, but you know what we did have? We had joy. 
We had joy and we had peace and we had God's provision. That's what we had. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. We took steps of faith. Now, people say, well, pastor, this is the Old Testament law. Well, let me tell you this. In the Old Testament, this was law. You had to. But you know what? In the New Testament, we don't have to. <laughs> we get to. Amen. I, I, that's how that, that's, I'm going to settle that. I just settled it that I, I don't have to do it. I get to do it. And I'm asking you, if you will just take God at his word, you are going to watch him show up in your life in such a big way. Every story that we hear, I started doing this. I started taking a step, just a step. I took a step. And God, a new job, better job, a raise. These things come out of, they come from heaven. I know where they come from. God opens up heaven, am I right? So this is what we're going to ask you to do. Ask yourself three questions. What do I have? What do I have? Then, like just what, what can I give? Start with your means. And what can I give up? Maybe there's something in your budget. That's why we're asking you to look at your budget. Maybe there's something you can give up. And then what can I believe God for? What can I believe him for? Faith. I want your faith to grow. Is that good? So how many of y'all encouraged today? Are y'all encouraged today? How many of y'all are ready to take your next step in giving? Come on, somebody. Come on, stand to your feet with me right now, and we're going we're to be closing up here. And I am so thankful that you're here today, so thankful that you're with us today. I'm going to give you one more verse here, one more verse. And this is, this is the one I want you to take with you besides Luke 16, 11. It's the first verse in the Bible, Genesis 1-1. Here's the first four words in the Bible. We're going to read them together. In the beginning, God. Do it with me again. In the beginning, God. What if we all just lived our lives in the beginning? God. Do you know why we're here today? First day of the week. Our week is starting right now, right? First day of the week. We're here. We're going to honor God. It's good. My first of every day, I get up first of every day, start every day, in the beginning, God. With my money, in the beginning, God. Start every day. So every, every time we get paid, in the beginning, God, I'm just going to honor him. I'm going to grow in my giving. I'm going to keep growing. What if we lived our lives with, in the beginning, God? Wouldn't that be cool? So I want to ask you a question as you grow as givers. Has, is God the leader of your life? Is God really first place? I, I tell Natalie all the time, I says, baby, you're, you're not number one in my life. She's number two. And she quickly reminds me, I'm number two in her life too. I'm okay with that. The best thing I can do for my marriage is love God. The best thing I can do for my children is love my wife. The best thing we can do for our community and church is love our kids. It's a, it's a progression. You with me? So I want to ask you a question. Is God really in charge of your life? Is he first? First place. 
the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus came. We sang a beautiful song this morning about God being first place, the son of suffering. He bled. He died. He gave his life for you and for me. And this is so cool so that we don't have to live in our stuff anymore. I can live for him and with him. And Jesus can be first place, which means he's in charge. So it all starts with, God, would you forgive me from what I've done? Because I haven't had you as first place. I've had you as third, fourth, fifth, sixth, on down. But today I'm going to put you in first place. Not just of my finances, but my whole life. My whole life is going to belong to you. And Jesus, I want you to forgive me of my past. I want you to lead me to my future. I'd like to start a relationship with Jesus first in my life. Come on, don't you sound, doesn't that sound like a good idea? I believe that's a good idea. I'm going to put Jesus first, even before my hurts and past. So today, if you're here and you don't have a day or a time or a moment, when you put Jesus first, if there's not a day or a moment you did it, there's a good chance you didn't. And I want to offer you today to put him first, his forgiveness and his leadership first in a relationship. God in heaven, I pray for every person who's listening, every person who's watching, every person who's here listening. God, I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that Lord, I pray, Father, that we would just put you first. And I pray a blessing upon everybody here with true riches, peace, provision, Lord God, protection, presence, and power, God. Thank you for all those things you promised us, Lord. But God, I also pray for those that are listening right now that don't have a relationship with you and they're far from you, Lord. I ask you right now that this would be their moment that they put you first in the beginning. And if you're here today and you're saying, you know what, Jesus hasn't been first place. He's been second, third, fourth, but today I wanna put him first place in forgiveness and I wanna put him first in leadership of my life. Just right where you are, just right where you, right in this moment, right here. I just want you just to raise your hand so I can pray for you right now. Just raise your hand right now. Say, I just want to pray for you right now. Anybody here today? Thank you, Jesus. I got that. Thank you. Anybody else here today? Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Can't close without asking a serious question. Thank you, God. Anybody else here today? Heavenly Father, we thank you for those who, have, who are going from death to life, Lord God, and those who are beginning a relationship with you. Lord, would you grant us the grace to put you first this week? Thank you, God, for allowing us to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You are so great. Could you just be seated? And Pastor Eric and Brandy are going to come up and close us up. Thanks.